Welcome everybody to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is key to unlocking everything you've been called to be. And today's episode, we're continuing with the topic, five ways to have faith in your uniqueness, five ways to have faith in everything that God put inside of you. We're your co-hosts, Kevin Lushla and Donovan Donnell, and we're going to continue on this topic right now. Donovan, just a refresher. Why are we even having this conversation? Because it's your uniqueness. It's you. It's you. If you're not being you, then what is you doing? <laughs> I think it's important for us Please. to have this conversation because too often we try to fit into the mold and we try doing that so hard that we miss out on everything that God has already reserved specifically for our uniqueness. And so today we're trying to help to set people free, help set people free to experience what God has reserved specifically for them, but they got to be specifically them. Dude, that is so good. I completely agree. We have to know these points so that we can be set free for everything God has called us for and that we can do it with the fullness of joy. So the first two points that we learned in the previous episode Identify the origins of your uniqueness. We know that the origin of everything that we have inside of us is from God. And we have to trust the manufacturer who created all of that inside of us to be able to do what we're here for. And the second point, purify your definition of success. You need to have a sanitation system, a regular maintenance, a regular checkup, so that you're trying to focus on what God said about you and that you know that the success of the world is not your success. It's the success inside of you by God so that you can impact the world by his grace and by his love and by his mercy. Every high performer needs that. Now we're gonna get into our third point that Donovan and I studied during Bible study, which is you have to realize you're an indispensable part of of the bigger movement. You, yes, you, sitting wherever you are sitting or listen to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it from, you are an indispensable part of the bigger movement. Let's get into this. We're gonna read a passage of scripture that Donovan and I felt is pretty long, but I think really hits this point hard. This is 1 Corinthians 12, 18 to 26. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. Now let's go to verse 24. But God has put the body together, giving great honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Donovan, long passage, but I think gets the point across. What are you hearing? I'm hearing that we are one, but that does not diminish my uniqueness. I'm hearing that we are one in this grand scheme of things, but my part is significant. My part is important. I'm irreplaceable. I'm indispensable. And that's the part that I think we need to highlight for this so that you understand how important it is for you to align yourself, develop yourself, and then multiply all that times faith. Mm. Dude, you, you just said the success formula, right? Yeah, yeah. Success equals personal alignment plus self-development times faith. Having faith in God, that's where his special yeah. power comes in. But you being personally aligned, 
That's your part. And we have to know who God is, why God put all these things inside of us so that we're not playing a different instrument that's not our instrument. That we're not, if you will, um, I'm not playing the oboe when I should be playing the French horn. Like, why would I do that? God said, what, what's, what's beautiful about you? And especially in the, in, in the orchestra, man, like French horns are loud, bombastic. Yeah, that could be my part. Oboes, maybe not as loud, maybe not as flashy. But if you don't have that oboe sound, that frequency, it does not complete the orchestra. And the French horn sound kind of funny without the oboe. It's like grapefruit. Like, why would I want to be an orange? I can't compare. This is crazy, actually. I can't compare somebody's apples to another person's oranges. I can't do that anymore. Because my part, maybe as a grape, maybe as a plum, is just as important to the body of Christ as the apple and the orange is. I get to just focus on my fruit. I get to just focus on my instrument. You know what? I'm just going to be the best pineapple I can be. That's, that's, that's <laughs> At the end of the day, I just... <laughs> I literally got a little hungry here, but I understand the analogy. I understand where we're going here. But, you know, I'll just be honest, man. So many times in my life, I have. I have compared things that should not have been compared. I've compared my abilities, somebody else's abilities, not taking into consideration um, their history, their life, their upbringing, the family they were born into, or their purpose. But yet and still diminishing my worth because I was comparing myself to them. It just It's not just those matrix that we take are not for comparison. If anything, we're supposed to be encouraging and helping and seeing how my uniqueness can help benefit somebody else. So I think it's a serious struggle for high performers because it's it's a group. They've grouped, they've labeled these people as high performers. And so instinctively, everybody wants to start comparing themselves like the disciples, the disciples. It was a group. It was a label. And they even had discussion of who's going to be the greatest. So it's just, it's just part of this, uh, maybe the human frailty or maybe the sin, but that comparison piece comes up and God's like, you don't have to worry about that. That's what this whole series is about that we're doing. Don't worry about comparing yourself. Just be the best you that you can be in this moment and continue to commit yourself to self-development. Well, bro, I mean, what is even the movement then we're talking about, right? This whole movement is the great commission, right? This is about kingdom movement yeah. we're supposed to be moving in kingdom fashion right yes. god says go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and holy spirit yeah. that's what this bigger movement is but it's amazing that if that's the movement then i feel like one we have to go back to point two which is purify your definition of success if you purify that definition of success then you realize like kind of what you're saying i'm actually free like, I don't have to look at what that person's doing over there. I don't have to be this symphonic part. I don't have to do anything except for what I'm called to do because my frequency is going to resonate with a certain person in a way that this other person's frequency might not resonate with the person I'm trying to talk to. And that, and that doesn't mean that I can't be motivated or inspired by Kevin's work ethic. Of course I am. I look at him to glean and to grow and to get ideas, but not to compare, not to compare. It's, it's different, man. You, I just, I can't, it does not benefit me to cheat off his paper because we're not taking the same test. We haven't been called to the same thing. So I mean, that's not smart. 
Uh, that's what I used to tell myself. <laughs> I'm not calling you not smart, but uh, I was saying that to myself. Uh, that's not smart, Donovan. Don't do that. Uh, recognize that your test and your calling is unique to you, and the answers you need are usually found in your personal time with God, your study. Amen, bro. Like I could I, look. You massive. You're and you, big, and you're tall. I can look at you all day and try to be like you, but I would never acquire the same body that you have. Because my body is not your body. You know what the crazy thing about that is, though? I've, I've heard these conversations with people, and they say, never say never. I could acquire that same body type, but at, at what cost? Because now that you're pursuing me, you're not pursuing you. That means you're not fulfilling your purpose, which means you're missing out on so much of what God has already reserved for you. And I think that's the part you have to remember. Whatever, wherever there's a yes, there's a no. So if you're pursuing this, that means you're saying no to pursuing something that God has honestly called you to. And you know, there's 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 consequences to that. Well, there's consequences for the whole movement. Yeah, I mean, Mike Todd kind of talks about this in one of his sermons where he says, "Don't fulfill your potential, fulfill your purpose." I feel like I had the potential to be a great doctor. I studied for it. I felt confident in it. That wasn't my purpose. But what God, look at what they're, it doesn't matter, Kevin. I love you, but that's not your purpose. All those things that I've been training you for that whole time, you might not have seen it as music, but I knew exactly what I was doing. Because that random beatboxing skill, oh God, how am I supposed to, it doesn't make any sense. God's like, you focus on your puzzle piece. Because that puzzle piece is an indispensable part of the bigger movement I'm trying to do on this earth to fulfill love. I had no idea that puzzle piece. Honestly, I look at my band. Mitch can't do what Scott does. Scott can't do what Kersey does. Kersey can't do what uh, Matt does. And Matt cannot do what I do. Each person is absolutely necessary to make this one acapella sound in pentatonics. It's literally not possible. That's beautiful. We've tried. I remember we've, we've tried to do shows where one of us is out of the mix. It sounds foolish. I'm like, you're hearing all of them sing, but then I'm not there. They're like, well, where's the beat? Why am I listening to this music? And they were like, Matt's not there. I mean, cool, the beat's there and everything, but like, I feel no base to foundationally keep this whole thing rocking, right? Oh, I'm missing Scott or Kirsty. Well, I'm hearing one of the harmonies, but where's the melody? I'm not hearing it. Yeah. It's all important. That's what God is trying to say about us. You are an indispensable part, and if you don't play your part, the whole body suffers. Yeah, man. You are beautiful. Yeah, man. Keep focusing on your part. You're not my competition. You're my teammate, man. 100%. That's one of the worst things you can do in the kingdom, man, is, is see your, your partner or your teammate as your competition. And that is what the enemy wants. He wants you guys to implode from the inside. He wants you to fight. He wants there to be internal fighting so that the kingdom cannot prevail the way God intended for it to do. Amen, bro. Remember, you're an indispensable part of the bigger movement. You are important to God to save souls. At the end of the day. Now, the fourth point, affirm what God has said about you. Affirm it. Keep it here. And I think we've kind of talked about that a little bit, but we knew that this had to be a specific point that we spend time and focus on to talk about the ways you're having faith in your uniqueness. Let's go to this definition of affirm first and foremost. Affirm, the verb, state as a fact, assert strongly and publicly. Clear and simple, state publicly and as a fact what God has said about you. And that's hard sometimes, I think, because we have so many notions up here of, well, did God really say, well, did God really? If it's said in the word of God, it's true about you. Let's look at Judges 6, 12 
15 through 16. This is a story about Gideon, who God called to be a mighty warrior. It says in 12, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And then we go to 15 to 16. This is how Gideon replies. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. Lord have mercy. The Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Donovan, what are you hearing, man, when it comes to affirm what God has said about you? Yo, you know what's crazy? I keep hearing Usher uh, in my head while you were saying that. These are my confessions. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, our confessions are so extremely important. I mean, my goodness, as you were even given the definition of affirm and then you read the scripture, all I keep hearing is confessions, confessions. What are you confessing? What are you confessing? Sometimes that is your biggest battle, your own confessions. You are speaking what you really don't want to happen, don't want to see happen, what's not even true. And you're having to fight it and live with it every day. But I love at the end of this verse where the Lord answered, I will be with you. In essence, what he's saying is start, start confessing that because I am partnered with you. How much do we focus on this podcast about the partnership that we have with heaven and with God? I am with you. So the rest of that is, it's almost like that, but, you know, when you say, but all that is negated. I am with you. So whatever you thought that you weren't, you weren't considering that I was with you. And that is what I'm hearing right now. As you're affirming yourself, remember that God is with you. That's, that's the key to all of this. Bro, see, ah, this is so good. We're going back to that word. Remember, 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 remember. If there's nothing you get from this, remember. I mean, look at James 1, 23 through 25. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in mm. it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. God does not want us to forget. What an analogy to use as well. It's like, I'm practically walking around blind, if you will. Like, oh, I'm forgetting. What do I look like? God's like, I've, I've told you what you look like. What, why are you not listening? And this is why, what is your daily habit to affirm yourself? What's the thing that you do to keep yourself rooted in exactly what God said about you? And I feel you, Donovan. Like, I, I can't tell you how many fears that I sometimes have in my life where I'm like, God, am I worthy to be on the stage? I'm literally doing an arena show and I don't feel worthy. And God keeps, oh my gosh, he has to continuously remind me, Kevin, am I not the one that brought you through literally this whole journey? I brought you here. This isn't about you. This is about all those people that need love. Maybe you're not the most talented. Maybe. But maybe it's the heart that I put inside of you that's actually unique to be able to bless the world with that kind of heart because they need that type of love. There are so many people that are talented, but maybe they don't have my heart. And that's what you as the high performer with higher values operating in your highest nature. That's what God wants to give more importantly than anything that even your gifting and your talent and your uniqueness is yeah. your heart. And he wants to fortify. And I feel like Donovan, I mean, talk about this a little bit. 
That's why God takes people that aren't prepared for the challenge because he knows their heart sometimes. If you're called, you're called. If you're called, you're called. And I think that, that is, that's the foundational level of all this. This is what you've been called to do. And people will be upset with the, with the opportunities you get in life because you've been called because they don't think you're qualified. But fortunately, qualified is not the main thing that gets you the job or gets you the opportunity. It is that you've been called. But one thing you need to remember as a called person is that God plans to partner with you because it's more than you can do by yourself. And so this is why the formula is so mapped out for you. Understand, it's personal alignment with your calling and your partnership with God. And then your biggest responsibility, self and personal development. You have to fine tune that craft and that skill set if you want to stay there. Yes, the calling will get you in a room. The Bible says that your gifts will make room, will make room for you. That opportunity is coming because of your calling. But if you want to stay there and grow there and excel to the next thing, you have to self-develop. And the only way this all is going to come together is if you multiply it by faith. And so that's, that's again, that's just a part that I want to continue to highlight, man. That is the formula. And that is what we need to focus on. And that is what we need to remember. Remember. It's so important. Remember, that's why he gave us the Ten Commandments uh, to Moses to give to the children of Israel. And that's why Jesus came and said, look, let me sum this all, all up for you. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Like there's certain things I need you to hold as pillars in your life. And that's why it's not just high performers, it's high performers with higher values. That means that we have pillars that we are setting every behavior, every belief and every action on. Amen. So, bro, it's not even just affirm your uniqueness and all the giftings and what God's, God's put inside of you. Affirm the calling. Because then when you are in Ooh. those rooms, you realize, hey, 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 I've said this before. I don't have to beg to belong because God called me to this space. Maybe not because I'm so good, but because he's so good and he believed that I can share his heart to people here. And I think that's the whole point of even having God's stamp of approval, the anointing. Just that stamp of approval that gives you an opportunity to be in those rooms, to be in those places that are a little scary. You have God's stamp. You have God's approval. So then with that, Donovan, what are some affirmations you say to yourself? I'm just, I'm curious. Well, one of the ones that's great where you just started was, I don't have to beg because I belong. That helps, that just helps me so much. Um, another affirmation is that I, I used to say I am energy wrapped in flesh. Now I say I am divine energy wrapped in flesh because my therapist asked me, he said, well, what kind of energy are you? You have it on there. And I said, I actually haven't gone that deep yet. And I am divine energy wrapped in flesh. And then it evolved to I am creative energy wrapped in flesh. And so I don't know where it's going next, but those are the things that help me remember the origin of my uniqueness. Um, another one that I, another way that I affirm myself is that um, I, am, I am God's son. Just, I, I have to remind myself that I'm in relationship that I have authority, not just the anointing, but I have authority. Like it's an, like I am an heir with Jesus, you know, to the, I mean, it's just, those are the things. Those are the three I'll share right now. Um, affirmations that I use. Um, Kev, I know you got some amazing ones though, man. So, so, so hit us with it, man. Bro, I love those. Divine energy wrapped in flesh is insane. I, I'm going to take that one because I feel like that's going to help me in terms of like walking in the rooms and feeling like I belong because it's about. You can, 
It's about- you can submit application. I'm not sure if, if you're going to get approval to use that one. I mean, uh, that that that's mine. I'm going to maximize my uniqueness. Bro, you and, do not um, want to fight me on this show. I will fight. You know what? Why am I saying that? You are uniquely qualified to beat the living daylights out of me with them muscles. <laughs> this brother is going to jack my affirmation. Isn't there laws against that somewhere? I'm sure it must be. I'm Jeez. Sure. Father God, it's probably some sort of thing. I'm going to think I'm going to take that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yo, I, okay, All right. okay I'll, I'll tell you one of my affirmations. That this, is, this one's a little bit vulnerable for me because my coach told me, he, he actually told me recently, I want you to create a persona, an identity for you that every single time you think of that person, this is the highest version of who you are. And so my affirmation, when I think about that identity, I say, I am super planet KO. And I know it sounds a little funny, I wanted to say super planet instead of superstar because I think the connotation is towards looking to self, looking at how talented and good and gifted you are, that when you stand on stage, all eyes are on you. And I said, well, what does a planet do? A planet reflects light from the sun. That's the whole point. And so I said, you know what? I want to be a super planet. Because I am not here on this stage trying to take in glory, absorb glory that's mine. I'm here to reflect the light of God's son onto all those that listen to the sound of my voice, to my beats, to my string playing, to this world classical music that I'm trying to put out there. I want them to hear the son of God through this. And I found it so freeing because now I get to step into that identity. What does that person do? What does that person feel like? He has no fear on stage. He treats people with kindness and compassion and love and respect. I just think of that identity and I picture it so clearly in my mind and I step into it. I feel like a completely different person. I feel like I'm exactly who God called me to be. And I'll say this also. I think one of the affirmations I'm taking from this podcast that I'm now going to say just because we were talking about it. I am being cultivated by the greatest artist in the universe. Who am I to question him? Because I don't want to find myself in the same situation as Gideon. I don't want to find myself in the same situation as Moses. I want to know that God can can trust me and say, I'm fortified, God. That's what you said about me. I'm rolling in hard. I'm rolling in deep. I've got this. I believe you at your word. Done, point blank, period. I'm going forward. Man, I am Super Planet KO. I'm taking that. that All right, so uh, oh, let's move on. No. <laughs> Yo, this, you okay. You're going to have to pay a penance for that. You're going to have to pay know, a little man. something. I like it. I like now you know what it feels like. Now, that, that was, <laughs> now I know what it feels like. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> hey, you know what? The, the, the next point is you could be a little unholy to be holy. You know what I mean? Jacking wow. up people's stuff, <laughs> taking people's wow. stuff. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Listen, it's your petty Christianity. Listen, petty don't come for me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So now we've gotten through four points. We got one more point for you. Yeah. Fifth point: focus solely on your lane. Focus solely. On your lane. As it says in the song, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full into his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Let's go into these verses. This is Matthew 14, 29 through 30, when 
That 30 win. <laughs> 30 win. Um, this is Matthew 14, 29 through 31. Oh my what, God. Is, what what is language going is this, on? my brother? Are you speaking? What? <laughs> I don't know, man. And I speak Chinese. I, that's not Chinese. Let me tell you right now. Okay. This is Matthew 14, 29 through 31, when Peter is seeing Jesus on the water. It says here, Come, he, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And then Joshua 1, 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Donovan, what are you hearing, man? Bruh, I am hearing that we need to be faithful with our focus. That is one of the best ways that you can just, what does it say? Stay focused on your lane. Be faithful with your focus. When I'm listening to the first story about, you know, the walking on the water, it's like if you just, if I just stay faithful with my focus, I will continue to do what others call impossible. That is just another, another day, another walk in the park for people of faith. We should be doing those things. We should be doing the impossible. The Bible says that all things are possible with Christ. All things assigned to you on your path are possible. So whenever you're facing something that seems impossible, you're like, oh, this must be what my uniqueness was made for, to do the impossible thing because I've been following God's path and this is where it led me to get off this boat to get off the off the norm, to get off the 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 train of, you know, oh, this is how it's always been done, and walk on water, you know, on 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 uh what is it, the un unbeaten path. And I think that, that that's what I'm hearing, man. You really have to be faithful with your focus. Dude, that's good because I think also then it, it brings us back to point number three. You're an indispensable part of the bigger movement, right? That means you don't have to look at somebody from the left to the right and look at what they're doing. You can focus on your mission. But also I think what that does, you don't, like you say, you don't look at obstacles the same, but that also means you get to, I think in a different sense, conserve your capacity better because you're not focused on, oh, I have to do this, that, the other. Look at what this person's doing. Oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not doing what, no, 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 no. If God's put the uniqueness inside of you to do your race, He's got a pace for that race and you can only do it with the capacity that he's given you. So don't focus on the capacity of other people. Maybe use it as a way of thinking, how may I stretch myself and how I can maybe have more capacity because God will give you the capacity for what he's called you for. But it has to be done in a way that is completely dependent on God rather than just dependent on other people. Yeah, man, you got me thinking over here, man. How many different races am I trying to run? Because when I'm seeing myself depleted in certain areas, I see I'm trying to live out the life that my mom wanted me to live. I'm trying to live out the purpose that my grandfather said I should abide by. I'm trying to live out what culture said I was designed for. And I'm trying to do and what I feel in my spirit that God has called me to. And I'm trying to run so many different races. And I felt the depletion and I asked God for endurance. And he said, risk removal is what's going to help you with your endurance. You're carrying too much weight. You're trying to meet too many other people's expectations. Like I've given you a call and that's going to require you to tell other people 
I can't answer your call. I can't fulfill your expectations because I am faithfully focused on what God has called me to do. I'm faithfully focused on my uniqueness in this arena. And if I try to share that, like my mom used to always tell me, you're going to be spreading yourself too thin and you won't have impact. Man, I mean, with what you said, isn't that even what Nehemiah went through in the Bible when, when he was trying to rebuild this wall? But in this rebuilding, other people were telling him, do this, do that. They were mm. mocking him. And he said, I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Yeah. He affirmed what he knew he was supposed to do. I won't come down and I can't come down for what you're saying. And there's a lot yeah. of people that are going to be either naysayers to what you know that God's called you to, to do. And now you get to focus on your capacity and focus on what God's spoken to you. You affirm that. Okay, now my lane is my lane. Okay, I, I appreciate you. I love you. Does this come back to the will of God? Let me be personally aligned in that success formula, right? Personal alignment plus self-development times faith. Is what they're saying actually true? God didn't confirm that for me. Hey, I love you, man, but yeah. I got to focus on my lane. You may think I'm crazy out here doing some crazy things, but also isn't that faith? Hebrews 11, this is what faith looks like. The substance of things yet seen, but hoped for. I haven't seen it. But if I turn my eyes on everything else, the obstacles, oh no, I'm going to, no, 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 no. We said this before. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I can't see what's over there. I can't see what's over here. My lane is my lane. And you know, and the, and it, the great temptation is that, yeah, my eyes might wander a little bit, but I hope that today you and Kevin and myself, that we are quicker to identify the bait of Satan, that we're quicker to identify when we've allowed our perspective or our eyes or our focus to drift. Um, Transformation Church, this is a year of um, the anti-drift. And so I have an anchor on my desk at work to remind me to stay faithful to what God has told me to focus on. And I think that that is a good thing for all of us to have. What is my anchor point? What's What will I use as an identifier that I've drifted too far? And I think it, it can be snicky, snicky. It can be snicky, snicky. Snicky, snicky, snicky. Hey, it can be sneaky. The enemy is sneaky. There it is. There's the gift right there, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't have to pay for it. Um, <laughs> it could, the enemy can be sneaky, but we're not ignorant of his devices. And so it's good to have an anchor that helps you identify when you've drifted and just try to get better at coming back into alignment because it's a part of life. So now we have the five points. Let's do a quick review. First point. Identify the origins of your uniqueness. Second point, purify your definition of success. Third point, realize you're an indispensable part of the bigger movement. Fourth point, affirm what God has said about you. And fifth point, stay focused on your lane. So the Imagine Faith Talk challenge for this episode is write down the vision of all the things that are unique about you. Write it down, make it plain, and then affirm those things to God. Because if you're going to go and have the success God has called out for you, you have to remember it. Remember, remember, remember. Write it down. Put it somewhere that you could read it every single day. I can't wait to hear the testimonies that are going to be coming from this because we want to see you all win. In this Bible study, in this podcast, the only reason that we're doing this is that we want to see you win. We love you guys so much. And remember, love transforms you. 
purpose defines you and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.imaginefaithtalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast or even questions you'd love us to answer. Third, join our Imagine Faith Talk Club on Clubhouse. This is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team. You can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website. And finally, follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. It's all one word. We love you all and we'll see you on the next episode.